Hi, I'm Carver Harrison, class of 2021, and you are listening to KMIH Mercer Island, where music and conversation spans generations. Hello, I am Sophie, and welcome to the very first episode of my new show that has yet to be named, but stay tuned if you want to find out the name when I figure it out. But until then, this is the first episode, and this one is going to be on the conspiracy of the Holy Grail. So recently, I read a really good book, The Da Vinci Code by Dan Brown, and it kind of just sent me down a rabbit hole of like finding new documents, information all this stuff. It was really fascinating, and I thought it was a really good story to share because I just found it so interesting. It gave me a new perspective, also and stuff. So I should probably start out by saying, unfortunately, this book is based on forged documents that have now basically duped millions of people because a lot of people believe the act- the story not knowing that it's actually false. <laughs> but the story is still really interesting, and I think it's definitely worth sharing. So it basically starts with Leonardo da Vinci's painting, The Last Supper, And the picture depicts Jesus and his disciples sitting around a table enjoying the Last Supper, like breaking bread, drinking wine. And this is like arguably one of the most famous paintings and like pieces drawn ever um, of da Vinci's and like overall, honestly, I'd say. And but yeah, back to the painting. So when you think when you're thinking about the painting, you you would might assume that there would be one single cup or chalice at the table, the Holy Grail that they're they'd be drinking out of the Holy Grail being like that one cup basically so you're thinking like oh yeah there'd be one cup they all share with wine in it but if you look at the actual painting itself there's 13 glasses I believe it's 13 uh, one for every person there so that was like the first kind of like hmm something's different and um yeah this is kind of crazy because in the movie too uh the da vinci code which was directed by ron howard states both the bible and the standard grail legend celebrate this moment as the definitive arrival of the holy grail so this was like the moment as it states the definitive arrival of the Holy Grail. So like something's happening in this that's special. But um, back to the story, the characters then go on to start showing the original symbols for male and female. This will later relate back to that. And basically for male, the symbol was kind of like the top of an arrow, like a 45 degree angle um, type shape. And it was called a blade. And this represents or symbolizes manhood. And Fun fact, this was also the same symbol, or is the same symbol, on military uniforms, like the one that's on their sleeve, you know, like the more you have, the higher rank you are. Uh, so yeah, and then for female, it's the symbol was the exact opposite. Again, these are like the original symbols for male and female. Um, so it was basically that top of an arrow, but flipped over, kind of representing like a cup shape almost. And another thing this represents is the woman's womb. So this figure is called a chalice, which is kind of an interesting correlation to the golden chalice, another word for the Holy Grail. And after this, like, the idea sort of begins to form that the Holy Grail or golden chalice was never even, like, a cup decked out in diamonds or jewels, but actually, like, a womb. So that itself itself was, like, the biggest sort of, like, plot twist, I want to say, in the book and movie. But then, again, looking closer at da Vinci's painting kind of back on track uh you look to see who's on jesus's jesus jesus side no <laughs> jesus yeah that's the plural of it jesus right side like his right hand man and you're like oh that would be i believe the name was john it's like oh yeah that would be john but um an important fact is that da vinci was like a master of proportions that's a very well known he created 
like the proportions for creating exact replicas of the human face and body. So if you look closer at the painting, you'll see that the figure at Jesus's right side actually has feminine features, which is really interesting itself and also has feminine hands and long flowing red hair. So you're like, so that's kind of starting to piece together like, oh, like what? Something's up. Something's definitely up because Da Vinci, if he wanted to draw a woman, he would draw a woman. But if he wanted to draw a man, he would draw a man. So like there, this definitely wasn't like an accident or like some sort of mistake he made by his like brush strokes or something. And if you start to kind of piece together some of the facts from the time and like what Da Vinci was perhaps portraying, you would assume, as it states also in the novel and movie, this would be Mary Magdalene. And obvious, or one of the most, like, Mary Magdalene known facts around her, like, all the names she was given, all the discredibility and all the kind of things people labeled her as. And in the book, they state how, like, this was just, like, people said this about her to taint her credibility. And, like, so people would think, like, oh, she's, like, just, like, sleeping around and she's irresponsible. Then why would she have anything to care say? And, like, that was um, stated as, like, a label the church put over her so people wouldn't believe her because she apparently had some secrets that could, like, hurt the church or something. But so you can get, like, some pieces from the picture again. If you look at uh, the, I believe, robe, it's what it's called, (laughs) the robe that Jesus was wearing, Um, I could be wrong, but I think it was blue and, like, the cloth on his shoulder was red. And looking at the person to his right, or um, as the story states, Mary Magdalene, she was wearing a red robe and blue, like, cloth over her shoulder, which would mean they're having, like, opposite, like, exchanged kind of (laughs) pieces of clothing. I don't know what the exact word I'm looking for is. But at the time, that would symbolize marriage, which is really interesting. So then in the movie, they start to, like, piece together all these things, like, okay, so Jesus was, like, married to Mary Magdalene? Like, that's kind of weird. Like, what would that... How does that, like, go back to the story? So then you go back to the original idea, like, oh, the chalices. And you're like, okay, so golden chalice, a chalice, like, woman's womb, because, like, the original symbol, all that. You start to think, okay, so, like, it could be Mary Magdalene? Like, what? I know, guys, it's kind of crazy. But so the golden chalice... And this was like the biggest, the biggest plot twist in the book and movie, like the big aha moment. We're like, okay, the golden chalice slash holy grail is Mary Magdalene. But what, what, what's the womb? What's that have to do with it? Well, it then comes to the point where you learn that like, okay, what if Mary Magdalene had a kid with Jesus and the Holy Grail was like the bloodline of that child. And perhaps, actually, I'm forgetting where this part came in, but somehow Mary Magdalene comes from like royal blood or like she was a descendant of a royal family. Then Jesus, obviously, big, uh, very important <laughs> of the time. And then it's like his, his, like him having a child with Mary Magdalene would have extreme royal blood, like never before seen. Like, so that means their bloodline would be, like, related to Jesus, Mary Magdalene, the royal family. Um, <laughs> it's all started... It's, uh, I don't know if I'm explaining this too well. I feel like there's so many different parts to it. But, so, like, the Holy Grail, in the end, they determine is, like, the bloodline and the child had between them. 
the child between Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Also, again, if anyone is just tuning in, this is based on the book The Da Vinci Code, not not true. <laughs> so I can imagine how weird this would sound if you'd like tune in halfway through. But uh, anyways, yeah, so that is basically it. It's just they have a child, and that's like the Holy Grail. That's what they discover in the story. And um, in The Da Vinci Code, again, like the big, the biggest, biggest plot twist. This is kind of a spoiler, by the way, but they discover that like, oh, like one of the main characters is, of course, like one of the direct descendants of that bloodline, which is like, ah, oh my gosh, I know. So I thought that was crazy. Uh, but there's just so many other moving parts to this, and it's too hard to explain now, but I really suggest that you go read the book because it just gives such an interesting perspective, I want to say. I don't know. I just think those stories where they like have a bunch of different parts that all sort of add together. Like you're slowly unraveling like this ball of yarn that ends up to be some big surprise. I think those are so interesting. And that is exactly what happens in this story, which I highly suggest you go read. But uh, yeah, so there it was. And thank you so much for listening. This has been Sophie with an to-be-determined show name. And you can listen again next week, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Thank you for tuning in to KMIH 889 The Bridge.